Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the difference between a program and a lifestyle and why that difference is absolutely critical, why it's so important. But first, new listeners, we have a rule on the podcast. If you have listened into your third episode, you need to leave us a quick review. It can be a quick five star on Spotify or Apple. It could be a little blurb if you want to write something up. You're feeling really uh, inspired to to do so. We appreciate you. Tag us on social media. Share it. Um, beginning listeners, you already know the deal. Three episode rule. Honesty policy. You know, this is it's a free podcast. We are not doing ads. We are not doing anything of the sort. We just ask that you help us spread the word, help more people. And, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do screenshot the episode that you listen to that you're enjoying share it on social media if you haven't left the the review quick five star again greatly appreciated so that's our three star rule three star three episode five better not be a three star five episodes <laughs> you'll be pissed if it's three yeah. star <laughs> one person left a glowing review and she accidentally pressed one star like, josh is it. still upset about we, it we tried to reach out try to figure out who it was like can you please change it's the only one star rating we have and it's a great review Everything else is five. I think we have a couple fours. Everything else is five. So we're doing something right. Um, and we appreciate you guys who've already done so and keep sharing it. Keep spreading the message. This is a community that we're trying to continue to build, to grow. Um, you know, we're actually the first time we've run ads in a very long time for our business. And the ads are for giving away free stuff, if that makes sense to you. <laughs> we're trying to give away as many free tools, free resources as possible. I don't know why I can't say resources today. Um, with the idea that if you do ever need help, then yeah, you reach out for coaching, you, you try the app. Um, but we are literally paying money to give away free tools right now. And I hope that tells you something about, uh, who we are and what we do. If you want those free tools, you can head to our freebie section of the website now. And there's four on there. We're adding a few more probably this week. So if you have not done that yet, go take advantage of them because there are some, Good things to read through to kind of get you guys started outside of what we share here in the podcast. Yeah, just some very basic guides outlining what we do. So there's two more in-depth ebooks, Mom Strong, The Era, and The Super Dad Protocol. Same concept, just telling it from different perspectives. So my experience, my history, how I implement certain things, and then obviously from Alessandra's side, from the mom spot, mom side. But same core principles. It goes through the five pillars. Um, we've got the SDE method uh, intro. The intro guide is basically a condensed version. The ebooks are about 40 pages. The SDE guide is 13, and it gives you something specific for each protocol, to, for each pillar to implement. Um, whereas we still give you some examples in the ebooks, but it's really more teaching you about what goes into those and what you should be, you know, thinking about when you apply those things on your own. So more flexibility and more of the the general concept of hey what do you enjoy doing what do you need to do here are some ways to to kind of do trial and error on your own um so definitely bigger picture view and then the guide being hey i just want someone to tell me what to do real quick you do that for the 30 days and see how you feel and then maybe jump into the app maybe reach out for coaching if you'd like but this episode is going to be about as i fix my mic here get a little more comfy something we talk about a lot with prospective clients with our current clients 
Um, and we've kind of talked on the outskirts of what we're going to dive into today in regards to what the SDE method is, um, in regards to, you know, health and fitness being a full-time job. And, uh, I don't know that people really embrace the importance of that. And, you know, we still have, or we still see million dollar launches for these challenges and this new diet and this new program. And, you know, I say, I say program in a, in a negative sense. And it, it's, Let's uh, talk about why. Because a program is something you're doing for the short term. And what we <laughs> try to teach you guys on here is if you stop maintaining the practice, you stop maintaining the benefit, the result. Um, so these programs, these challenges, they there are certain use cases where, you know, we can take the negative aspect off. Short term, we're looking to get to a specific place performance-wise or aesthetically for a show or for a vacation sometimes. Um, but when we say program, and the challenge, challenge especially, and I know we're doing the New Year's challenge in a different light, but 99.9% .9 of all of the challenges that are out there is let me do this extreme for a very short period of time, 30 days, 60 days, maybe it's 90 days, 75 hard. And again, that's totally different, but we've talked about that in previous episodes. It's not for a physical transformation. You're going to do this for that set period of time, and then you're going to stop doing it. And then you're going to slowly trickle back to where you started mentally, physically, emotionally, um, predominantly for those of you who are you know, looking for the physical changes, we're going to focus on the physical aspect. You do this crash diet, you do this intense two a day training program, you lose 15 pounds, you're looking lean, you're looking ripped, you're looking vascular. You're not going to maintain that every single day for the rest of your life. But I would also argue that the people who do that for a specific result oftentimes are not getting the results that matter. And what I mean by that is like, I just was talking to someone in the, the DMs earlier this week that she's doing a program where it has her lifting every day and doing cardio every day. And I'm like, we would never, ever prescribe that because you're going to like feel... Like 30 days in a row? or Every day every, seven days for a week. like ever. Yeah, seven days a week. Um, which we would never encourage someone to lift seven days per week. You just No actual coach would encourage you to do that. Right. So... You know, I think a lot of people do these things that they think make sense and maybe it results in a drop on the scale or something like that. But over time, your body composition is not ever changing and you start to get frustrated with progress despite doing all of the right things. Those are not the right things. And I think that that also is important to talk about because it's often that I see people doing these challenges who think they're making progress, but they're actually not making progress, if that makes sense. It does. And I want to go on a, fix my volume real quick. I want to go on a, side, a tiny side tangent. I've noticed that in a lot of podcasts, a lot of my favorite podcasts, um, it almost seems like people are kind of reaching for what, what's the next thing to talk about? What's the next new thing to talk about? And... I would question on here, hey, are we diversifying enough? Are we talking about enough different things? And we'll, we'll still go down some different different rabbit holes and bring in some guests and uh, obviously continue to expand what we talk about. But I always get a little self-conscious. Are we talking about similar things too frequently? But then something like that comes up. You have that conversation. And it's like, well, we need to keep having this conversation in different ways. It's the same conversation over and over. Just like social media, the concept of social media is you're saying the same thing a thousand different ways. It's that's your brand, your message, that's your persona, that's the authority that you have over, you know, what problem you solve. We're just saying it in a bunch of different ways. And, you know, 
having that conversation, someone who obviously follows along with you and is still listening to the guidance of someone who told them to work out seven days a week, two a days, cardio and weightlifting seven days a week for the foreseeable future. Um, so clearly, you know, everyone does not know everything and all the simple things, even on a prospect call I had yesterday, um, we were going through, she was doing a lot of the right thing. So it's not like she was coming from this crazy situation. And I tried to explain, and I was kind of backtracked and laughing about it with her on the call. Health and fitness is very simple. If you eat well, if you move your body, you're going to be healthy. At the same time, it's also extremely complex where if we do hit a certain plateau, there are truly a thousand different things we can look at to figure out, okay, well, what is the reason for this holdup? And it's not necessarily that you're not hitting your targets. It's not necessarily that you're not training enough or quote unquote burning enough calories. Don't look at your calculator there. Um, it could be that your stress has been elevated or that sleep has been off or that you did have a really high activity day and you've got some additional inflammation going on. We have an increase in sodium. Now, through our portal, our, our client portal, Fit Coach Pro, we're able to actually track those things. Um, we're able to view long-term data. So we are looking at it on a weekly basis. We're looking for correlations between stress levels, between sleep, um, between sodium intake, if, and not to, to shut down the sodium intake, but just to watch it to see if, it, if it's playing a role in certain things. And especially if maybe you slept well one day, the next day you didn't, the stress was higher. And there's just this revolving door where we need to address these lifestyle factors. We need to make sure that you are putting things in place where the baseline, the most consistent thing that you see is a steady, <laughs> what's the correct way to phrase this? Uh, Essentially, that you have everything else under control. You're controlling the controllables. Obviously, every day is not going to be perfect. You're not going to sleep soundly eight hours. You're not going to have very low stress levels seven days a week. But if we can make it the norm to be in a good place, you know, we're in that six to eight hour range. We're focusing on uh, mental protocols, mental health protocols, and mindset tools to control, the, you know, stress and how we adapt to stress and, and handle those things. Um, so there are a lot of, yes, cut and dry. Health and fitness is simple. Control what you can control. Eat well. Move your body. Lift weights. You know, all the little things that we know we should be doing or we, we think people know that they should be doing. Um, but then there's the next level of the complexities of all the other lifestyle factors, which kind of is a theme in what we're going to talk about today. So that was my, my long, short side I'm tangent. glad you talked about that, though, because, you know, I think it's funny. A lot of people have this idea of what they think coaching is right and I think that their idea of what working with the coach looks like is that we are telling you exactly what to do and that you have to do things our way and that you have to show up perfectly every single day every single week in order to see the results that you want to see but that is honestly so ass backwards based on what Josh just said like we have a million different ways we can figure things out to get you to where you want to be and the purpose of working with a coach for that and why somebody would work with a coach for that is because we can expedite that for you it's less of you okay picking and choosing what you're going to try to focus on this week and constantly spinning your wheels and then getting nowhere we're looking at that bigger picture and we have that expertise to say okay we're going to try this this week or what do you feel about this this week and it's okay if you don't show up perfectly but eventually we're going to build that momentum and build that consistency because we're figuring out a plan that actually makes sense for your life, not just a plan that works for us. And now we're dishing out to everybody else, which is a 
whole nother topic of frustration in our industry. And this is, we'll circle back to the actual theme of this episode after this, but that's kind of the whole concept with us giving up, giving out as many free tools as we can, you know, staying consistent with the podcast. Obviously, Alessandra's better at the social media thing than I'm that I am. Still You're figuring doing that a part good job, out. Though. Uh, I've been posting once a week because of all the stuff I got going on in the back end. Um, but trying to give away, and we're gonna build out that free that freebies page on our site, um, giving out as many free tools as we possibly can to help as many people as we possibly can. But there's there's no catch. But the caveat or the our our I'm not gonna say end game because if you never work with us and you change your life, we're still happy. The way it circles back to us is if you do need that personalized approach, if you do want to get there quicker, if you do want to take out the the trial and error on your own, then you reach out to us, you try the app, you work with us in coaching. So um, let's circle back to the actual theme of this episode. So we were talking about the difference between a program and a lifestyle, why that difference is so important. And we've kind of alluded to it with the seven different tangents we already dove into, but the concept with the program is you're going to follow it short term. The concept with a lifestyle is that you are able to continue to function and do well. And even on an intuitive basis where you're not focused specifically on the num- the numbers for nutrition, you're not always dialed in 100% on your training program. We keep the simple things in place, the basics in place that allow you to continue to take steps forward and progress slowly. If, you know, if that's not even happening at the very worst, we're maintaining where we're at. We're not slowly adding weight every single week, every single year. You know, five pounds a year adds up over time. I'm glad you're talking about that because that's been a common like hot topic lately. Even like as I'm sharing my progress, um, it's not always going to be a linear climb with weight. And I think that's where people really get hung up and confused because they think, oh, progressive overload is increasing the weight on the bar or on the dumbbells every week. But you're going to get to a point where you can't, you can't just increase forever. We would all be like super, superhuman. superhuman. But let's talk about what happens. So like when you're following a long-term training program, so each program is four weeks, but each month sort of builds upon the last or, you know, there's a, there's a bigger picture idea with their training. What does that look like? So for a beginner or even like I'm early postpartum still right now, I'm five months postpartum. I'm seeing that linear trend again, because I'm rebuilding that strength back up. A beginner is going to see that linear trend of increasing weight until they hit when is there a certain point number one and number two what happens when we hit that point probably a couple of years you get that new begin effect where you're you're growing pretty pretty significantly um once you get through that i mean part of that is is why you periodize programs it's why you have a, a strength phase and you know you have a higher rep phase metabolite phase so rotating through those whether each block is four eight or twelve weeks you know any of those in that general range are fine we update them in our app every uh, every month and with our one-to-one clients every month just to keep things more interesting but four weeks is the absolute minimum to adapt to you are protocol. doing the same exact program every week for four Each weeks week. so if it's four days it's the same four days for the next four weeks to 12 weeks um so Going through that, a lot of times we're focusing on different exercises. We'll, we'll swap in different exercises or we'll just change the rep range or we'll slightly increase sets. So there are a ton of different variables you can still play with if strength isn't increasing over time. And you also have to imagine or understand that as you rotate in new exercises, if you guys, even if you only have dumbbells at home, you can still do this. As you change an angle, as you change an exercise, 
you're working from a different point. So maybe bench press is starting to plateau and maybe you take that out for four to eight weeks and you do incline and decline and reverse grip and dumbbells. You're not going to plateau in every single lift over the course of a year. Like there's there are just there are too many ways to manipulate the movement to totally plateau. So unless yes. you're following a terrible program. Yeah. But also on top of just switching the exercise, you can play around with tempo. So how fast you're moving. So maybe you do a slower eccentric back squat or a box squat or you know there are different variations of each exercise there are ways to manipulate tempo you can adjust rest time you can obviously adjust the sets and the reps but i think you know a lot of people think oh it's just different exercises every month and you know i'll I'll switch up the reps here and there but there's so much more that goes into a program than exercises sets and reps like if that's all you're focusing on you're probably missing out on a lot more progress also yeah so again you might your, your deadlift and your squat and your bench press, you might not add 10 pounds every month for the next 10 years, but you can slowly work up all those accessory movements. And I say accessory, I'm not just talking about tricep press downs, but incline bench, guillotine press, dumbbell movements, just changing different angles, even going from a 30 degree angle on an incline bench to a 45 degree angle on an incline bench and changing where you're lowering that bar, going from the top of your chest to maybe the bottom of your neck. Uh, changing the the angle of your shoulder, I'm sorry, of your elbows, if your shoulder health allows for that. So yes, we are going to reach a point where we aren't going to see tremendous progress, but we can still see 5%. We can still see that week-to-week growth. And as you're rotating through programs, so to kind of paint a, a clearer picture for you guys, as we're rotating programs with the adjustments we just discussed, you're still going to increase from week one to week four or week four to week 12. You're still gonna see progress week over week in those areas. But making sure you are adjusting those things from program to program, from block to block, is going to allow for that continued progress. But again, this is really figuring out, you know, aside from just the specifics of the program, of nutrition, what do you enjoy doing? What do you have time for? What can you maintain? What doesn't take away from everything else going on in your life? What adds value to everything else in your life? What makes you feel really, really good? And some of those are going to be check boxes across all. I want to do this because I enjoy it. I feel really good when I'm doing it and it adds value to my life. Some of those are only going to check one box. Myself personally, I fucking hate cardio. I don't enjoy it. It's very, very boring to me. And I, I like asked the, Josh to run a half marathon with me and he didn't give me a definite answer. I will probably do it, but I'm not locking into that. I like the idea of these endurance races, these adventure races. I do Tough Mudder. I, I'm going to try to start doing it every year, but once in a while I would hop in there and do it. Uh, I like the challenge of that. I hate going out and running even a mile. I'm bored by the end of one mile. Um, rucking, I don't mind. I, we like hiking and stuff, so I'll ruck with Cora on my chest or throw a, a vest on. Um, so it's going back to the boxes. I hate cardio. I feel really good when I'm doing it, and I know it adds value to my life. I have more energy throughout the day. Um, and it also adds value to my lifts. Like I'm obviously supporting heart health, improving circulation, and delivery of nutrients to my muscles as I'm lifting weights. Um, this is probably the leanest I've been at 190 pounds. It's the most energy I've had in a very long time. Um, I'm not bloated. Part of that is you know going through the gut health protocols that I've been doing um, and getting labs done and making sure you know i'm supporting hormone health i'm not taking any uh exogenous hormones i am uh, supporting it with vitamins and, and herbs 
um, and just making sure those those panels look really good. So I attribute that to the the broader view that I'm taking on all this. How do I feel? How do I look? How am I performing? What am I enjoying doing? Um, and when we talk about the SDE method, we talk about training, nutrition, mindset, movement, habits. Those are the five pillars in, in the method. It's a blueprint. So we, we can obviously apply different protocols within it. The reason we tell you know prospects, you know, this isn't a program you're going to follow. It's a lifestyle we're going to build. And we're going to build that through the SDE method is because each of those pillars supports your lifestyle. Each of those pillars support each other. We don't prioritize training over mindset. We don't prioritize movement over nutrition. All of those things are equally important and they all have different levels we can apply. So maybe you're tracking calories. Maybe you're tracking macros. Maybe you're tracking portion sizes based on your hand. Maybe you are just writing down how many portions of protein you're consuming throughout the day. Maybe you're just keeping a, keeping tabs on, am I having a protein, carb, fat, and a plant with every single meal? Those are, what was that, four or five different approaches to nutrition. And we have that ability for each of those pillars. And obviously something like habits, there are a thousand different things we can implement based on that client's specific goals, um, based on what they enjoy doing, based on what they're struggling with and they need to get better at. So program versus lifestyle. Program, I'm going to follow this for a specific period of time and then I'm going to stop doing because I achieved a goal. Lifestyle, this is just what I do. This is who I am. Like you have to believe that this is who you are, I think too. It's not just what you do. It's not just something that you do. It's who you are to your core or who you want to be to your core. Yeah, we all like to have that identification variable. So I identify as this. That's why the fads take over so quickly. I I am keto. I am CrossFit. I am Whole30. You are just you. You know, If you want to say you are SDE method, that can mean a thousand different things. So let's run with that. Works for me. Me too. That's my input. That's really helpful. Uh, I guess we can circle through some some ideas and some concepts. I know we've gone through the SD method before, but talking lifestyle versus program, if you were to throw in some habits. So, you know, a program habit could be, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. to do cardio, making sure that that happens throughout the program, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or 75 days. Um training six days a week, even though it may be unreasonable for you to do that long term. You've got a busy job. Uh, you've got a bunch of kids at home. You're running around for soccer practice, dropping them off. Those are concepts. Those are ideas of program habits. Now, something we're talking lifestyle habits, and it doesn't necessarily need to just be performance. So um, I've got my king of the jungle routine. I think Andy Priscilla calls it when the day is powerless. So I have things I check off every day. And they'll rotate based on if I am training that day. I'll swap out training. I'll swap out cardio if, if it's an off day. Um, but I've got my cold plunge. That is, you know, again, I started the cold exposure prior to even knowing there were any physical benefits to cold exposure. I did that because I fucking hate being cold. And if I can get through, you know, doing a cold shower, doing a cold plunge first thing in the morning, then I can do anything that day. There's nothing that's going to slow me down. Um, just puts me in a much more resilient space. So I've got my cold plunge. I've got my meditation. I've got my journaling. I've got my Italian lesson. If I don't, if I don't check that box off, if I don't have a box to check for Italian, I do it twice a week. Um, and I really want to be coherent in Italian by this summer, so we can go. So we can do a little Europe trip, go to Italy. Um, 
those are my big ones. I, I had reading on there, but that's really become a staple. Like I read every night before bed. Like our bedtime routine is pretty nailed. Um, I just shared my top five on YouTube in this week's YouTube video. I'm doing a little series on YouTube right now. And mine are also journaling, sauna, cold exposure, getting outside for a walk with you guys, with Cora. And what's my last one? I can't remember. Morning water. Simple things. Um, but those are really my top five tiny little habits that I would like to do, if not daily, multiple times per week. Um, like the sauna I'm not doing every single day just because I don't want to wash my hair every day. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Oh, so last night when I went in the sauna to journal, habit stacking, um, I made a list and this was one of the prompts. I forget. I think it was in the front of the journal. Um, so it had you list out your daily habits and not only your daily habits, but when you commit to these daily habits, how do you feel? And then when you don't commit to them, how do you feel? And you make a list of all the different things that you feel, whether you do them or not. And it was a really powerful exercise um, because it really shows you how much better everything, every aspect of your life is when you show up for yourself. Um, so that might be a, a good little thing for you guys to try based on your current habits, good and bad, um, and then see where you need to make some shifts. But it was just a nice little end of the day recap for me to kind of see like, oh, I am so much more confident, so much less stressed a better mom like you just go through the list and it really just it's affirming to write it down it's funny you say that last part um i notice when i'm journaling i am it's a form of mindfulness so it's rather than just thinking it quickly like i've done it where i would just go through my gratitudes and go through my intentions during a meditation but when you're physically writing it down it has a much more powerful impact um i, I think there is science to that I'm sure you can feel it. And again, I'm, I'm no longer who science is all. I know. It's, but I'm, just saying. I'm so big on anecdotal. So if I'm feeling it, I'm sure there could be science and there could be science showing the exact fucking opposite. But I started off journaling with, I believe the mind journal, they brand themselves as a journal for, for men. Um, and they have some different practices, but the one main flow that I stuck with was today. I feel your intentions for today and three things you're grateful for. So today I feel is just you writing down literally what you're feeling. So my typical five, and I'll explain why I say typical five, um, strong, confident, determined, calm, grateful. Those are like my five every single day. I did start writing in happy, and this is something that I realized as I'm going through it that they have check boxes on theirs. So I just, I free ball it now. Once I filled that journal, I'm, I'm just going on a regular notepad. As I'm reflecting and wondering why I never write down happy or check off happy, it's not that I am unhappy. It is almost a conscious decision to decide that you are happy. I'm just constant, right? Especially right now, like we are doing so many things with work and I am constantly, my face is in a computer or it's watching a course or it's writing things. It's like, I'm always all over the place. So I'm not making a conscious decision to be happy. But on the days that I just, even if I'm not, 
if I write down happy in that column, it is a conscious decision to decide that I am happy for that day. Same thing with the intentions. You know, I'm all about the meditation, the mindset practices. My three that I write down every day are I will be present, I will be compassionate, and I will achieve greatness. And those are reminders to stay in the present moment, reminders to be compassionate towards others and realize we're all going through our own things. Um, and especially, you know, handling my family, my kids, um, just not overreacting in the moment. And that's obviously not perfect, but it's it's a consistent reminder every day. I will achieve greatness is something that has had a profound impact. Um, just a reminder that we are nowhere near finished. We have some massive, massive things happening and like it, it the last three months have been a blur. Um, but I truly believe it's all going to be worth it. And when I tell you that I'm working to be a billionaire, that is not, it sounds ridiculous. Um, we're not rich by any means, but the grander view, not necessarily the, the monetary value, but just impact that we're going to make and that we can make and the power that we would have in a good way, you know, changing the world, um, it does require resources and I fully intend to get to that point. But the hustle and the grind that I have had since I just write that down or if I am just going through meditation and repeating that to myself, it's it's a one, I won't even say it's a 180 because yeah, we're always grinding, but it is an absolute multiplier. Feeling it, believing it, going through visualizations, having your fucking vision board, it's all very powerful. It all keeps you on track and reminds you that we are in this a reason we are doing this for a reason um the people on our team making sure they have that same fire that same passion i don't want someone on our team who just goes through the motions i want someone who's a killer and is on board to do whatever it takes to get to where we need to be because uh, we're going to change the world and you can't do that without that attitude i think it's important to <laughs> talk about the happiness thing though and i think it's okay to be happy while also working towards the next step. And I think <clears throat> often people... I want to clarify that I'm not unhappy. No, I but know. But I believe that it is a mental shift to consciously decide that you are happy. I agree. I agree. But I think I'm going to relate this back to fitness for everybody listening. I think, let's say you have this big fitness goal or you're in a place where you're not super happy in your body and you don't feel happy and you're also not where you are you can feel happy where you're at while still working towards what you want. And I think that's what I wanted to kind of highlight there is, yeah, we're happy right now, but that doesn't mean we, we just settle here. We're not just content here. We are constantly striving to be better in all areas. And I think that that message kind of gets lost in translation this day and age on social media you either people make it seem like you either have to just accept, accept where you are, accept where you are um and just you know whatever body positivity we're not going to get into that or you have to constantly constantly be wanting more and you can't be happy until you get there and i think both of those are just wrong so i think great reminder for you guys listening is that you can choose to be happy while working towards what you want it's an emotional regulation factor when it comes to your health and fitness if you are disgusted with where you're at Anytime you have a speed bump, anytime you have a hiccup, it's going to throw you off and you're going to have a bad day. Whereas if you are happy, if you are comfortable where you're at while knowing there are improvements to be made, if you have something that throws you off, it's not going to be a, a day breaker, a week breaker, a game changer for you. It's just a speed bump. We're going to knock that out of the way. We're going to keep moving forward. Um, 
I had a second part I wanted to dive into from this, but I don't know where it went. Being happy while never settling. So that's where I wanted to go with the next. And this is something that I, I am a stubborn dude. Like since I was a kid, I've known what I want to do even without the specifics. And I've talked about this before, but just as far as working from home, doing what I love, raising my kids from home, they're not growing up in daycare and we built all those things. Um, but that wasn't always how we worked. We, we've had full-time jobs. We've done certain things we didn't want to do, but we have gone through the trenches with the bigger picture in mind. Exactly. You keep moving forward. So even if you're not where you want to be, you still know where you're going and you still work to get to that point. So when I say I'm stubborn, (laughs) I don't say what, what did you say? Just a little stubborn. I don't settle for anything. If anything is below my standards, if anything is less than ideal, when we say normal is not optimal, I will not settle for anything less than what I have envisioned. Unless this isn't settling and it's not settling for less. The vision can change. The more we learn, the more we grow, the vision can change a little bit. We're still working to get to that point, but that doesn't mean we need to be, you know, miserable in that process. We have to enjoy the journey, enjoy the grind and appreciate those struggles because without the struggles, you don't appreciate the great things that come afterwards. You don't appreciate if you, you know, if you've never struggled financially and you're just born with all the money in the world, you're not going to be as happy as you would be if you had worked to get to a certain point financially where you are now comfortable and you're able to do certain things. Um, you know, if you could just snap your fingers and be in great shape, you wouldn't take care of yourself. You wouldn't appreciate the work that went into feeling really good. Um, you know, I talk about my Barrett esophagus journey. I struggled for a decade. I had a decade of my life removed almost entirely when we're talking about happiness and feeling good because I felt that bad. There was a period of close to three years where I felt like I was dying every single day. And that's not an exaggeration. And I've had people randomly hear a clip or a YouTube video or a post or whatever, reach out like, I'm going through the same thing. I appreciate you talking about that. There is a benefit to the struggle. And you know, I don't want you all to deal with something like that serious of a physical ailment, uh, health ailment, whatever. But it's put me on this path. I have learned a lot more because of it. I've had a greater passion for learning about the things that we promote because of that struggle, because of that journey. I would not be here without that struggle. And I can look back and I can appreciate how bad that I felt and how good that I feel now. I don't take that for granted. And that's the biggest thing. We take so much for granted. That's part of the importance of doing your your daily gratitude. But we take so much for granted uh, when things are normal or when things are going well. And we don't sit back and literally just take a step back and like, wow, this is awesome. I mean, Sitting look at our watching infertili- your kids run around. Look what? at our infertility journey with Kai. It was so easy. Got pregnant on the first try. Didn't even boom, think about boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. Didn't think about this it. This is just the way it is. Yep. And then, what, two years later, it took almost two years to get pregnant again. And I mean, we have Cora now. Like, we almost gave up. We almost said, okay, we're good with one kid. We decided to continue trying for a little bit longer, and I'm so grateful that we did. But that struggle, I think about every day that I look at her. And I think that struggle has made me even more of a good mom and even more uh, or just the ability to handle postpartum the way that I handle it. I think it just I have that gratitude and reminder every day, um, just every time I look at her cute little face. So you can settle in so many different ways. I think you can settle with relationships. We see it a lot. Um, you know, people settle with relationships. They settle with their job. You do not have to just accept life wherever you are right now. Um, you can be intentional about every single aspect of your life and 
maybe it's not realistic to shift certain areas at this exact moment but if it's something that you know is not meant for you or is not right in your gut you are never stuck where you are i'm not even gonna settle for your nasty instant coffee (laughs) my nespresso machine is delicious thing it you. is a when you actually have real coffee fresh ground coffee and it, this isn't a, this is less expensive than your instant coffee so it's not like oh you gotta have money to do these things no we've got a grinder fresh ground coffee fresh beans fresh. i thought roasted. you were gonna say something cute like oh i wouldn't i'm not even gonna settle for my wife or i don't know like i some, didn't i know but i thought you were going to say something cute in that I'm just moment saying, and all, then you all talked the little about things coffee. all the little things this is <laughs> the highlight of my day one of them just fresh ground coffee uh Anywho, anything we've talked about in this whole episode, have you noticed not one was a, you need to cut this out. You need to stop doing this. You need to be doing this. That is the difference between a program and a lifestyle. You can do a hundred thousand different things. Your lifestyle can look entirely different than mine and you can still be on a fantastic path. You can still be fully healthy. You can still be feeling great, thriving, running around with your kids. And it's not because you're doing exactly what I'm doing. And that's the concept of a blueprint of a lifestyle of an outline, of a guideline versus here's the program that you are going to follow and it is going to change your life. It's going to change your life for 30 days and you're going to go back to what you're doing before and it's not going to matter anymore. You just wasted 30 days. So I guess what we're saying or the only thing we're telling you to cut out is the program. Cut out the program. Stop <laughs> looking for programs. Stop looking for you know, this thing that I'm missing. A lot of it is trial and error. And again, that's not that we're pitching the coaching. We're just letting you know. That's what the coaching kind of takes out is doing that on your own. You come up with things with your coach you have conversations you're held accountable you're held accountable you stick with them you don't try it for a week and then shut it down you give it a reasonable amount of time once and if you things don't work we can help you figure out what does work yeah but again if you never make it to coaching if you never make it to the app use the guides use these conversations um just you know keep a keep a good head on your shoulders don't listen to the the flashiness you're seeing on social media kind of circling back to what i was what i was talking about with even podcasts i enjoy listening to Everyone is looking for the next thing because everyone wants to hear the next thing. They want to hear cutting edge. They want to hear about the latest research, the latest data. They want to hear about what is the most effective, what is going to fix all of my problems. There's no silver bullet. There's no sexy thing you're going to hear tomorrow that changes the game for you. It's a a series of small repeated tasks over the course of years and years and years that allow you to thrive. And that is the hard truth. You know, some of you might hear that and disregard it and jump into the next trend anyway. But you will come back to this. If you aren't going to continue what you were doing, it doesn't matter. It's not going to last. You're wasting time. If you can commit to the long game, and obviously we can still see short-term results, but if you can commit to the long-term view of how you're going to get there through each step, that's how you know you've made it. That's how you know you've taken it from being a program to being your lifestyle. You've built your life around it. you built that around your life it's it's a two-way street it adds value to everything else that you're doing and everything else just feels better so unless you have anything else you want to throw in as the end notes we are going to wrap it up here where can they find you i'm at alessandra scutnik i'm at josh scutnik everything you need is linked in the show notes